Jim Rowan, how you going? First of August. Beautiful day outside, but uh, won't be seeing much of it as we're in lockdown. Um, and, oh, the news this morning was Bray Wyatt was released from the WWE. So, I wonder if he will participate in New Japan at all in the coming weeks, months, years. Uh, the current New Japan situation is what I'm going to talk about today. It's been a while. It's actually, I just looked at it nearly a couple of months since I've uh, gone over this, the current happenings. And um, I suppose for that reason, probably best to set the stage somewhat. So the last podcast kind of covered May, June. Well, yeah, May and June, I guess, because it got us to Dominion on the 7th of June in Osaka Joe Hall, where El Desperado defended the Junior Heavyweight Championship successfully against Yo and the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship was up for grabs, vacated by Will Ospreay, so Shingo Takagi took on Kazuchiko Okada and Shingo came out on top, that's when he became champ. Um, at a show a few days prior to that was when Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi won the tag championships from Tanga, Tangaloa and Tamatonga, ending that feud finally. And uh, in the lead up to that was when these uh, Wrestle Grand Slam shows were cancelled uh, or rescheduled, right? Because um, just this last week we had uh, a Tokyo Dome show. So we'll uh, make our way to that, shall we? The next um, events that I hadn't, what I was up to, but I haven't covered, on the 14th of June, Kazuna Road in Korakuen Hall. Um, in terms of what I cover here, well, I'll start off strong and then I, I, I'll probably start just kind of skipping through results a little bit, but uh, let's talk about this show. So we had... Uh, Yuya Uemura taking on Minoru Suzuki. And um, I noticed Uemura wasn't wearing knee pads, but I think, I don't think he does wear knee pads, but I wasn't sure. It just made me think that it'd be interesting if he didn't wear knee pads specifically for Minoru Suzuki because uh, he, like, he didn't want something extra to grab onto for Suzuki to you know, be pulling him into a a knee bar or a heel hook or something like that. Um, that would make sense to me, but um, I don't think that's the case. I think he just doesn't wear them. Uh, anyway, so um, Yuomori and Suzuki's kind of had a, a bit of a thing going for a while. Uh, Yuomori for months has kind of been chasing Suzuki as one of the guys he wants to uh, defeat. And... Uh, he really, he, he's not afraid of him. He goes at him aggressively and with volume. But Suzuki kind of, um, he's not throwing volume. He's, he just throws one maiming shot that'll completely change the momentum after kind of 
perhaps allowing Yuomura to wear himself out. Um, but that that was after they they kind of had a, a 90s New Japan match where there was, you know, they had some pretty cool flowing grappling sequences, um, mat-based, you know. And then, yeah, got into the striking and Suzuki knocks him out. Um, Yuomura does make a comeback, but um, Suzuki regains control, tortures Yuomura with a single leg crab and until the young line finally gives. Backstage, Yuomura, he's appears to have it, uh, given everything physically. He wails it once again. He's completely su- destroyed by Suzuki. And um, after an encounter that he described as terrifying, but he vows to defeat Suzuki one day, and he just requests that Suzuki stay as strong uh, until that day. <laughs> and then Suzuki comes in and says he wouldn't mind killing Yuomura at any time, and that's no different for anyone else. And then he doubles back to reiterate his interest in the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and calls out Takagi by name. Also getting a a cool match, Yoda Suji took on Hiroshi Tanahashi. Can you hear that? Let me just be quiet for a moment, see what the audio does. No, it does right down. Cool. Um, funny noises upstairs. Um, okay. Tanahashi. They have like a test of strength to open up the contest. And when Suji sees even a hint of arrogance from Tanahashi, he lashes out. Just kind of... I read this as him not willing to concede for a moment that he's unworthy of... Tanahashi, of his esteemed opponent. At one point, Tanahashi... uh, Oh, right. Okay, something else that I noticed. Tanahashi has to control Suji's arm. And he adjusts the position of his hands in order to find the leverage to make it happen. Um... I, it's 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 a hard thing to describe. He instead of just doing the move, he made the move look like he was actually doing it. Like he kind of had to readjust as his opponent moved and as you know the move progressed. He had to adjust his like hand positioning in order to make sure that the leverage was uh, at a maximum for the entire time that he's attempting to perform this maneuver. I, hope, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it's just something that's often missing from wrestling, I think. Um, he's just making it look less like his opponent is letting him do stuff to him, Right? Um, I just, you know, and that's Tanahashi, uh, being the greatest. And, um, I think the basic nature of this match makes it easier to eye details like that. And those are the type of details that make a wrestler great, like Tanahashi is. The, the little things that can kind of 
continue to suspend your disbelief. Anyway, uh, Suji survives a Texas Cloverleaf, then pulls out a new move. He's using now a gory special. Um, and it's a really stupid move, but it was so exciting to see Suji doing new moves that I wasn't, I didn't mind. I thought it would, still looked good. And then he does the big giant swing. That's his next idea. He hits a spear, a full crab from Suji, the double leg crab. And uh, Tanahashi really does look in trouble because um, uh, Suji's at this point, he's, he's strung some moves together. He's at the point of uh, dominating uh, at least this portion of the match. But um, then uh, the Tanahashi comeback, Sling Blade, Cloverleaf, Suji taps out, but he taps out so lightly, almost like he didn't want anyone to see it. Um, but Tanahashi gives him a pat on the back on his way out. Suji says he's, he wouldn't be anywhere without Tanahashi backstage when he's speaking to the press. Um, and you cannot express how grateful he is to him. He'll consider himself a true pro wrestler when he can surpass him, which is a quite a high bar. Um, although, I guess he just has to outlast Tanahashi's knees. Um, Tanahashi notices the progress in both Suji and Uemura, and he understands their frustrations at not being able to um, move on and go on excursion, but he says that the longer they incubate, the more amazing they will emerge and when they when their time comes to uh you know have their proper chance at in in the companies just well i guess maybe he means when they go on excursion then he'll be waiting for them so those were the two openers and um frankly they were the most interesting matches i'll run through the others we have Yano, Yoshihashi, Ishii, and Godo taking on Jado, Togo, Yujiro, and Evil. Uh, and this is just a, you know, BS match with Yano on one side and Bullet Club on the other side. There's the kendo stick and Jado's kendo stick. There's the corner pad stuff, the low blows. Um, that's actually the finish. Jado, low blow, roll up on Jado. Whatever. Um, oh, the Bullet Club, though, I guess if there's anything that comes out of this match, the Bullet Club guys are going after the six-man belt, so Togo, Yujiro, and e Evil pose with the six-man belts. Um, and then Yosho and Okada took on Gato, ELP, and Ishimori. Gato taps to the money clip. Okada looks so much bigger than Yo, it's like a Pokemon evolution. But it would be like the first form to the final form. There's got to be one in between. But he is... Um, well, Okada is a big guy, but Yo must be a pretty small guy. I just pointed that out. Um, oh, I didn't uh, talk about the promo after the other match. I don't think there was anything of note. No, not really. After this match, ELP... I I noticed that his cadence um, and even kind of his gay, he kind of looks like even the early YouTube sensation, the apparently kid that was live on the news. 
the reporter I'm sure many people have seen this well I know many people have seen it but listeners I'm sure might be aware the reporter's asking this little kid he's probably I don't know six or seven or something and he's been on a ride at this at this festival and he just keeps saying well apparently you know you go up really high and apparently it's very scary but uh, apparently I've never been on the news before so apparently and he just he keeps saying apparently um, you know very cute video but he kind of talks like ELP El Fantasma I don't know if anyone else has made that connection. Probably not. But it's a valid one. Uh, that's what I got out of the promos from that match. Then we had Bushi Sonata, Tetsuya Naito, Shingo Takagi taking on Kanemaru, Desperado, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. And um, we see Shingo with his shiny new belt. The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Um, looks good. Looks good on him. This one ends when uh, Kanemaru masterfully sets up, or sorry, masterfully sells a pop-up DVD and then a pumping bomber. But it's the last of the dragon that ends uh, the match. And that actually wasn't quite, that was a bit awkward, the uh, last of the dragon. Takagi uh, takes the mic. That was the main event. So he introduces himself as the third IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He wants to know why his match with Ibushi has not been made official, and he wants it to happen on the biggest stage. Despi <laughs> respects the champion, as in t- he's talking about Shingo, but he's like, that belt is a toy. And then I think he backtracked on that a little bit, but then he addressed Ibushi's interest in the title. He says, Ishimori's next. Um... Taichi points out that the junior title and their tag titles have the longest active lineage in the company now. Which is a good point. Like, they're the most historical belts in the company. Uh, Active historical belts, you know. He thinks Naito is in panic mode, saying that he is never in a rush, but is clearly worried about becoming irrelevant, even within his own team. Naito has the, um, the tour program cover with the tag champions face on the cover he's showing that off that uh, becomes relevant as we go along here Um, we have some more I guess this was this a part of the best of seven series or the no they don't call it that it was just like a um, preparation for their uh, upcoming excursion. I think the Uemura and Suji were getting all these singles matches. So this time Uemura took on Zack Sabre Jr. Um, Zack reverses a bridge attempt into a rear naked choke that seems so obvious, but it was still so good and surprised me the way it happened. Um, but uh, the finish is brutal. He just sits on Uemura's head and pulls his arms up, <laughs> forcing a submission. Uemura uh, says he can't hold the candle to Zack currently, but next time he will tap him out. 
which is confusing. I mean, at first he undersells himself, undersells himself, and then he completely oversells himself, unless he thinks that he won't face Zach again for you know five years. Um, but uh, Zach was um, somewhat impressed with Uemori. He says, uh, however, that his arms cannot be broken as they are noodles. He invites Uemori to his organic soy boy vegan techers dojo. Classic Zach. Um, Yoda Suji took on Tai Chi. And at first, Tai Chi just doesn't seem interested in this at all, which completely makes sense with his character. Um, but when Suji stands up to him and kind of gets the better of him, that's when some motivation appears. Um, although, unlike his fellow tag champion, this manifests itself as whatever will bring the most pain by uh, expending the least amount of effort rather than trying to prove himself the better wrestler, which is kind of what Zack was... You know, Zack wanted to put on a clinic while Taichi just kind of is annoyed that Suji's having a match with him. <laughs> um, and uh, Suji thinks about uh, using a chair in this one, but the referee talks him out of it. Uh, so then he goes up top, and that doesn't... to the turnbuckle. That doesn't work for him either. So, um... His decision-making is not quite there yet. He cops a dangerous backdrop, and then... Um, and he, is, he does kick out of that one. A thrust kick connects. And uh, that actually... Yeah, that, that finishes Suji. Thrust kick from Taichi. Um, and then... Taiji gives a characteristically backhanded compliment after this match, first saying Suji is better than some others on the roster, and then speculating that Suji's healthy gut would make him a fine sumo wrestler. Uh, he wants Naito to beg him for a title shot, and he wants Sonata to speak up, because uh, those are the guys that are eyeing the tag titles next. Then we had more of the same kind of matches... I'm not even going to read out the results, frankly. It's not that interesting. Hold on, I've got to sneeze. That's some fine editing. That's some fine editing. Um, okay. Well, the main event was Bushi, Sonata, Naito, Takagi, and versus Wato, Tenzan, Tanahashi, and Ibushi. Um, Sonata beats Wato with the skull end. And uh, of all people... After this match, the main event, the uh, promo was started by Sonata. He says TKG, is who he still calls him. I forget when he came up with that name, but uh, TKG is shining bright, but um, he and Naito can make LIJ brighter by taking those tag belts. Because I guess his gimmick is that he really likes, he likes bright lights. Um, and then before, wait, they, okay. I don't know why Tai Chi and, oh no, they invite him out. Okay. So Naito and Sonata invite Tai Chi and Zach out for an autograph. Oh no, sorry, sorry, sorry. They invite him to the ring. Tai Chi's on commentary, so it's just Tai Chi. 
and they play this kind of funny cat and mouse game of trying to um, provide him the pen and the magazine to sign. Taichi eventually s- sign it, and Naito and Sonata quickly leave the ring, kind of like they're excited little school kids, just like having gotten what they wanted. Oh, great, thank you, and they run off. Um, and then backstage, Shingo Stool is just kind of chasing that match being made official, the uh, Ibushi match for the title. He's really keen on that match. And actually, Ibushi seems kind of sarcastically happy that Takagi's so interested in him. He's maybe even a little weirded out by it. The next one, it's also called Kazuna Road. So this is the fourth Kazuna Road show, all in a row, the 14th, the 15th. This is the 16th. Yurimura took on Tanahashi. Um, He did get the overhook suplex. Actually, he countered the sling blade into the overhook suplex, which uh, is his little victory for the night, I think, to A, counter Tanahashi's sling blade, and B, into his favorite move. So good for him, I'd say, but he still loses. He taps to the cloverleaf. Um, he's grateful for the opportunity, Yuomura, after the match. He says he'll beat him next time and rise higher than Tanahashi ever has. Which is, again, he's got this weird thing where he's really hard on himself and then he has these just unrealistic, grandiose ideas about his future. Anyway, um... Tanahashi just, uh, he mentions that Yuomura and Suji both remind him of himself, which is uh, high praise, I would say. Suji took on Okada. That's pretty cool. He's not starstruck, though. He runs straight in with a dropkick. Okada's not impressed and goes into punish mode. Suji fights hard, but there are levels to this game, and Okada does not give him any reason to believe he can match it. There's a classic Okada dropkick that lands, followed by the Rainmaker setup, only for Okada to go behind and cradle Suji into a pinfall instead. And Okada insists his arm is raised right away and then heads directly to the back. Kind of like, show that I'm the win winner. Now I'm getting out of here. My job's done. Um, yeah, really, I don't know. Wasn't interested in humoring Suji at all. Was very much like, uh, no, you know, this is... That is, this is what it's like in the real world, world kid, so... Um, mm, a bit more like that. Suji says he's never felt a dropkick that intense. He no longer sees himself as a young lion, and he wants the fans to agree. Um, Okada doesn't have any comments when he comes back. He just asks for questions. He's asked why he didn't use the Rainmaker. Um, he says Suji would have been overly concerned with it. It was just a tactic not to use it. And then he describes the match as a good workout, and he he's harsh on him, actually. He says, he was a top guy by Suji's age. If he doesn't hurry up, he'll be retired by the time he's ready. <laughs> so, um, that's the Okada that's... I like this Okada. I like that he hasn't gone soft. I like that there's still a bit of an arrogant heel to him, you know, that edge to him, um, you know. I I would kind of, you know, I mean, we've seen the, the dopey balloon Okada. Um, I, I, I'd kind of like this to be um, 
maybe what he does moving forward is like he really takes himself seriously and you know I mean he has reason to believe he's the greatest so he wants to go out there and do that he wants to go out there and prove that and I don't know just kind of a a bit more of a no-nonsense attitude very tactically adept um, so maybe like a bunch of different kinds of finishes to his matches and always trying to outsmart everyone he's got to he's got to bring something new because we've already seen the best of what he had before so he needs to reinvent himself a little bit um, I don't know if that's the way to do it but I liked what I saw of it there um, and then you know there's these mid-card matches aren't that interesting well we had uh, another um lij versus uh what are they called suzuki gun match four on four uh this time it was despy getting a sneaky win over bushi um taichi and zach that's the real reason these matches are put together though the sonata naito zach saber jr and taichi stuff so um, Taichi and Zack stuff Sonata under the ring, but then he and Naito re-enter the ring to face. So Sonata and Naito re-enter the ring. Naito wants a signature from Zack now, but he's not interested. So Sonata asks and said, Zack, you know, will you please sign this? And Zack gives in. He's got a soft spot for Sonata, it seems. And uh, once again, the LIJ guys, they just kind of run off like school kids. But this time they show the camera. It seems the they, they show the program that they've had signed. It seems the champions have been tricked. Somehow, the program was signed by the New Japan president. Kelly speculates that this has made the next tag title defense official that they've somehow written a contract on this program and by having Zack and Taichi sign it, they've made it official. It doesn't really make sense, but it's it's just a funny little thing, I suppose. I don't really have a problem with it. Um, just a bit of creativity, a bit of goofiness. It's uh, It brings out a different side of um, Sonata, um, or actually, I wouldn't say it brings out a different side of him. Pro- probably just that it, his straight man, he's, he's the straight man now, where everyone else is being a bit silly around him. So it it just it creates a, a different dynamic for him, where he's a bit more interesting, frankly. So that's good. Um, and then the main event on this one, Sho, Yo, Yoshihashi, Ishii, and Goto versus... El Fantasmo, Ishimori, Togo, Yujiro, and Evil. Show and Ishimori are last. Show after Show eliminated ELP, but then um, he takes the bloody cross, sells it like a champ. Show, and then gets pinned. And ELP gives Ishimori the mic, who accuses Rapongi 3K of just going through the motions. Backstage, Fantasmo is fully behind Ishimori. He says. He keeps saying Bullet Club's fine, with a wink, but I don't think that's representative of anything other than trolling. He's just a bit of a... He's just being silly. We move forward 
a week or so to the 22nd, still in Korakuen Hall. Um, it's Uemura versus Taichi this time. Uemura goes down to a last ride powerbomb after a valiant effort. Uemura. Um, I think Taichi recommended that he join Taichi's dojo. Whether that actually exists or not, I'm not sure. Um, Suji took on Zack Sabre Jr. Suji tried the gory special again, but it's reversed into a triangle, uh, which is the finish. Uh, I thought the opposite combination of these matches were better, for the record, but um, Suji describes Zack Sabre Jr. as a symbol of professionalism, and though he's not interested in the British style himself, he wanted to try it today. He's more interested in Lucha Libre, um, and then Zack comes in and calls him Nacho Libre, and blames Naito for the contract stunt, um, because he likes Sonata, and he respects the Young Lions more. So he says they should have the tag, you know, they deserve the tag title match more than Sonata and Naito do. He, he, did, he really doesn't like Naito, Zach. Um, oh yeah, they had this is a Chaos versus Bullet Club match again, so a bunch of back rakes and BS. Um, ELP got his nose busted open though it ended with uh, Yo pinning Gato but uh, ELP is unhappy that it's, that he's bleeding he says he wants to see Yo, Yo and Sho bleed tomorrow <coughs> excuse me um, Yano says his trophy is his ticket to the Tokyo Dome and he's calling out challenges he wants to have a rumble a rainbow Uh, then we have the dads and Bushi versus Lij. Bushi goes down to a Koji lariat, so they're doing an awful fine job of building up Bushi as a junior title contender because he's taken pinfalls all over the place. Oh, it's Naito's birthday as well on this day. He says he wants a present. Koji wishes him a happy birthday, but then says he was stronger at thirty-nine, which is the age Naito is has turned. Ibushi um, says, uh, oh yeah, I'm 39 as well. And then he tells Shingo that he'll meet the new version of Ibushi at the Tokyo Dome. Ibushi says that. Then Shingo comes in and says he was impressed with Ibushi's kicks, talks about why he chose Ibushi, which is basically just, um, you know, why he's the number one contender, just, I don't know, that he won matches, whatever. Oh, this one was main evented with a six-man title shot so uh, Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto uh, defend against Tik Togo, Yujiro Takahashi, who has brought Peter back, by the way, for this match, and uh, Evil as well on the team. Togo goes down to a brain buster from Ishii, and then Nagata, Kojima, Tenzan walk out to make their challenge for the titles. Ishii replies with an elbow, but then he's knocked down by the receipt. I think that was probably by Nagata. I didn't make note of it though. But not much else is said. So the Bullet Club trio didn't cut the mustard. And uh, now it's the dad trio. Nagata, Kojima and Tenzan. Next in line. And then the next night on the 23rd. Uh, Suji took on Great Khan. Uh, Khan beats him with a crab. Boston crab. And then rubs in the win with some extra punishment. Uh, punishment. 
that brings an end to the trial series, is what it was called, for Suji. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Suji says he's nowhere near Khan's level right now, but he'll overcome him one day. Khan tells them if they want to go on an excursion, just go. Be a man. Make it happen. Uh, and he hopes that today's humiliation will motivate Suji. Um, there's something I really liked about that. Because it made me think, yeah, you know what? Suji and Yuamura have been kind of complaining about this for a while. A long while. And, I mean, it's not necessarily bad advice. If, if, if they feel like they're wasting away, Khan just says, well, just go. No one's forcing you to stay here. No, let's let this plane pass. Yeah, you can hear that. By letting the plane pass, what I really should have done was pause the recording, but... <laughs> I wanted to see if it would come up on the audio. And it did. You heard it. Okay. We'll know for next time. I'll pause it next time. As is the professional that I am. But, um... I, I just, I liked Khan just saying, you know, you're in control of your own career. You might have a contract. He didn't say it this way, but this is true. You might have a contract, but no one's physically making you stay. Although actually they might physically make you stay at the airport, depending on where you're going, depending on what, where Japan was at the time. I think you can get out if you want to get out, but it is a rather difficult time to be traveling. I guess it just depends on how badly you want it. Anyway, um, Yuomura took on Kota Ibushi. So, um, Ibushi, he's also got a bit of a mean streak. He beats Yuomura with a crab and he cranks it right up to his neck and he keeps him in that terrible position. Like, um, how do I describe that better? Like, the, um, the, the point of... Okay, so the, the, the point of the most bend in the spine is like right on his neck. That's 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 what's forcing the that's what where the pain is and what forces the tap out. And then um and Ibushi holds on to it even after the referee calls the match. So he, he gives him a little extra. And um yeah, Yuomura appears devastated by losing this one, meaning that he lost every single one of his matches, which no one else is surprised by, but he's devastated. Um and now, again, similarly, he's saying that once again he'll he's going to beat this opponent one day. I mean, the chances are he, these two will be stars and they will beat all these guys at some point. But, um, yeah, Ibushi says he enjoyed the match and that he took something from it that will help him against Akagi. Look forward to figuring out what that is. I don't remember there being a... a well, we'll see. Um... We got uh, the Chaos guys still against the Bullet Club guys. Um, and... No, I think I got this wrong. Because my notes are about Ishii and Nagata facing off. And... Um, and Ishii actually goes after everyone. Tenkozi as well. It's Honma that... He takes out with a brain buster to win the match. And then 
Tenkozy, Nagata confront the six-man cha- uh, champs and there's a bit of a brawl. Yeah, I think I've, I've copied a note and um, not changed the participants. But uh, So they, they were against the dads, those three title contenders and Honma as well. <clears throat> anyway. Koji sees his opponents as kids in school compared to the experience that he has. Nagata says they're not fragile, they can fight harder than any of them, and Tenzan thinks that Ishii's taking them lightly. Yoshi doesn't even know if they're worth the shot, I mean, despite having accepted it. They have accepted the challenge. But, uh, yeah, Goto says that he will respectively, sorry, respectfully beat the hell out of the seniors, and um, Ishii says they should show this attitude all the time, not just when there's a title present to the... Uh, three older fellas thinks they're a bit complacent outside of uh, outside of this uh, opportunity for some more gold he says their accomplishments can't help him now this was a longer promo by Ishii I mean generally his promos consist of either nothing or just like a grunt or just a quick word so he actually had some words for these guys um, we had another LIJ versus Suzuki Gun match. Taichi had a birthday gift for Naito in a plain cardboard box. And while Naito does not accept it, he doesn't look inside. He just clobbers Taichi with it. And then Despi outsmarts and beats Bushi again. Zack tortures Sonata on the outside of the ring. Um... So yeah, Bushi lost. That's how this one ended. Naito still has the box, but he kicks it away. Despi tells Bushi he cannot uh, to go to the back of the line as far as the title goes. So that's that's done and dusted. Before this other um, match even took place between Despi and Ishimori, he's like, <laughs> you know, you're definitely not next in line, which is absolutely right. He can't be. The main event, though, was um, the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori uh, challenging Sho and Yo. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I really didn't care about this match, I, I, I tell you. Uh, the, these titles, have, in terms of importance, have kind of dropped below the six-man division just because... Those guys have been doing pretty well with the six-man titles. Um, but uh, anyway, ELP beats Yo with his sudden death kick. And uh, there's new champions. Bullet Club have the junior tag title belts, whatever that means to them. And they think they're the real 3K. They say they're cool with a K. They're cute with a K, or kawaii, kawaii, that starts with a K, and they clean up real nice, also spelled with a K, Um, so they're the real 3K, but importantly not KKK, they wouldn't refer to themselves that way I'm sure, then Ishimori calls out Desperado and says uh, that he's going to take that belt too, um, but they weren't any Zemas, so that they don't even get the usual championship treatment, which uh, again just goes even further to show that these championships 
mean next to nothing. So uh, Phantasmo's left wondering where his Zemas are. And that brings us to July. Oh, Jesus, we've done 40 minutes already. And we've got an entire month to get through. <laughs> um, okay. There was a Glate show. Tokyo Dome City Hall. UWF rules. Show showed up. Could have used that different word there. Show turned up to face Takanori Ito. Um, so that's pretty cool. They do kind of, you know, one of the UWF rules matches. And um, Ito avoids a Kimura on the ropes. And then show, and then he drops Show with a head kick. But then Show lands a German suplex and holds on. Uh, turning the next one, uh, he holds on to that one. He throws another German, but turns it into an armbar. And he finishes Ito via submission. About 15 minutes in, they shake hands afterwards. Good match. Something different. But anyway, back to New Japan. Um, also on the first, Korokorn Hall. We had uh, the Suzuki-gun taken on Bullet Club. Ishimori pinned Doki with a bloody cross. Um, EOP shaved his beard, I guess is notable about this match. And he's got a new t-shirt that he's really strong on plugging. And then we had uh, LIJ versus Suzuki-gun. Bushi taps out to Taichi. Jesus, he's just burial city. Burial Bushi. Um, buried boy Bushi. Bury the boy. Uh, uh, anyway, um, okay. Uh, so Zach, thinks, Zach says that Naito doesn't care about the titles. He just craves the spotlight back because he hasn't done anything recently. Um... Yeah, and then we had a singles... Oh, we had a few singles matches. Yoshihashi tapped out Tenzan with the butterfly lock. And... Um, Goto took on Kojima and was dominating uh, the match, Goto. But in kind of a last gasp way, Kojima throws a lariat and takes out Goto, who's got a poor record in singles matches recently, um, it seems. Losing to... Ishimori losing to Kojima. But um, the main event was Ishii versus Nagata, and these two go over 20 minutes. Ishii wins with a brain buster. Nagata's disappointed, and now he needs to win tomorrow night, which is the title match. Uh, Ishii says they're going to finish this tomorrow. So they, this this series was supposedly over, but we still get these matches. Suji took on Ibushi. Ibushi won... With that stain, that's the same kind of nasty, stacked up single leg crab that he gave to Uemura. And then Uemura took on Shingo Takagi. That's pretty cool, facing the champ. Um, he fights hard, he gets his mouth bloodied before falling to a pumping bomber. We had Suzuki Gun taking on Bullet Club again. Uh, Jado taps to Numero Dos by Desperado, of course. Ishii heard Despi was looking for something and he says what he will find is the feeling of utter defeat. He isn't impressed. Uh, oh, okay, no, wait. So this is actually Despi talking. He's not impressed with Ishimori's tag title win. He says no one takes 3K seriously anyway. And uh, however, he does recognize Ishimori as world class in terms of a wrestler. 
Um, and then the co or the semi main was uh, Lij versus. It's a three on three. Bushi, Sonata, Naito versus Doki, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. And Naito hits Destino and Taichi. But then Bushi finishes Doki with the MX for a rare victory. Bushi pulling one back. Um, but the yeah match has been made official between the tag champions and the challengers Naito and Sonata. That's upcoming. But the main event was the Never Openweight title match. Yoshihashi, Goto, and Ishii defending against Tenzan, Kojima, and Nagata. Um, and Goto takes his win back over Kojima to retain the titles on this one. Goto says their bond, these are the, the, the trio's champions here, their bond cannot be broken. They will bring hotter competition than the Olympics, and everyone will be keeping everyone's eyes on them and on New Japan Pro Wrestling. And then he passes the mic to Yoshi to sign off. But then the lights go out. And Togo attacks with Evil, laying out Ishii before escaping from the other two. And backstage... um, The eldest of these teams vow to tag again, while the slightly more youthful seniors vow revenge on their assailants. Um... As in, Goto and um, Yoshi and Ishii re- vow revenge on Evil and um, Togo. Okay. 10th of July, Summer Struggle, in Makomenai Sekusuiheim <laughs> Ice Arena. Yep, exactly. Yuomura and Suji took on Wato and Ibushi. Wato pinned Yuomura after the... RPP. Um, Togo and Evil took on Yo and Ishii. Evil makes Yo tap with the Scorpion Deathlock, but the fight continues uh, with Ishii. He's not about to give up. Uh, Ishii says backstage, it's never one-on-one with Evil, but he doesn't care and he'll beat them both. Uh, Romero, Taguchi, and Tanahashi defeated Phantasmo, Yujiro, and Kenta. So there's a return... Uh, for Rocky Romero and for Kenta back in Japan from the United States and uh, the, all the victory came by Tanahashi hitting the high fly flow on Yujiro um, but Tanahashi has bothered Kenta and uh, Kenta wants to remind the ace who won their last singles match Romero and Taguchi have a broken English battle Taguchi suggests that they um, go for the tag titles and Romero doesn't agree and then Taguchi then he tells Taguchi to speak in English just to kind of speed things up because it was a really quite awkward promo Tanashi recalls the last time New Japan were here in this arena it was 10 years ago and he defended the IWGP heavyweight title against Giant Bernard kind of a spoiler for the history series but that's okay forgiven Sho and Okada took on Okan and Jeff Cobb, so um, Cobb's back as well. Sho gets pinned after the tour of the islands, after trying to suplex Cobb the whole match. That was his little goal of the match. Um, couldn't do it. Okada gets in Cobb's face after the match, so that's something they're building. Um, and Cobb is calling Okada a young boy. 
and uh, that seems to be getting under his Okada's skin. Cobb says there's no shame in losing to Ibushi. He just needs to regather himself, and uh, he's here to carry the United Empire tor torch. Um, and he tells the Rainmaker that it can't rain all the time. We had Bushi, Shingo, Sonata, and Naito taking on Doki Kanemaru and the tag champs, Zack and Taichi. But poor Doki takes the pumping bomber, and then there's a long standoff for the uh, between the tag title champions and challengers. Zack says backstage, put the Zemas on ice. They will retain the titles. Despy will retain the junior title, and England will win the Euros in the soccer, the football. Taiji says he's not convinced by Naito at all, but Naito, when he comes in, he repeats that he's challenging because of who the champions are, and he likes them for signing the contract on the magazine. He's kind of making fun of them there. So the main event on this show was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, El Desperado defending against Taiji Ishimori, and uh, Despi comes out with his champion clothes, the gold trim. Um, Hiromu, the former champion, is watching on from the commentary table. There's weapons used early and frequently by both involved. Despi has Taiji ready to submit with Numero Dos when ELP runs in and kicks Despi off. So then Kanemaru runs down and drags ELP out, and they battle back and forth with their best moves and counters for each until Pinche Loco lands not once but twice in a row. He holds onto it, hits it a second time to secure the title defense. Desperado, still the champion. Then the lights go out, and Robbie Eagles, another return. He appears on screen. He compares the junior division to vultures, but uh, he understands that this kind of behavior is how the challenges have to be made, so he makes his case to be next in line. Uh, it's a rather uninspiring promo package with terrible audio quality, but Despy sits there in the ring, eventually responds that it's so all the all the cute foreigners are after him lately, is what he says. Um, he says he enjoyed the match with Ishimori and thanks him. He tells Hiromu to hurry up and be fit again. But uh, for now, he's he's proud of how he handled that. So backstage, Ishimori's devastated, but um, he he's relieved in a sense that the title is not being devalued by Desperado, that he's a true champion. Because um, that is kind of a thing. Like, all the juniors have this chip on their shoulder, I guess, about the junior division. They all want to make the junior division strong because, like, even they know that the division kind of sucks. <laughs> um, you know, they're all very talented. It's, it's just, it just, it's not hype. Like, it's not... People don't care about it that much. So, um... Yeah, they're, they're all like very aware and honest of that. They just, and they want to try and change it. Anyway. Um, he does want to take the title back though, Ishimori, by any means necessary. Uh, so then Desperado does get the champion's treatment, the champion's table. He kind of wonders if Robbie can even get into the country. He noticed that Robbie didn't even call him out by name, only his champion, because he's obviously recorded the match or sorry, recorded the message previous to the match. And Despy's like, well, why why don't you record two different personalized videos? One for him and one for Ishimori. 
he seemed a little bit annoyed about that. And then um, he mildly bullies the media into asking him a question. He does consider himself a true champion. Um, going into the match... He did going into the match as well, right? Um, despite being openly self-doubting. But he um, considers on the spot if he would be ready to face Eagles at the Tokyo Dome and decides that he would be ready and now he demands that it occurs. And then he finishes his Zima, he takes two more and leaves with a groan. So that's Summer Struggle, number one. The next night in the same arena, Hiromu opens up the show with a promo. We had Yuomura and Sho uh, taking on Kanemaru and Desperado. Kanemaru hitting Yuomura with the diving DDT to claim victory. Um, and then Romero Taguchi Ishii took on ELP Ishimori Evil. In a shock upset, Rocky manages to cradle ELP and win the match by pinfall and earn the Mega Coaches a shot at the Junior Tag Champions. The new Junior Tag Champions. Because um, he doubted uh, Taguchi yesterday. Taguchi was like, you know, let's do that. And he was like, we can't do that. But then suddenly he's found himself in that very position. So he takes the mic, he makes the challenge official, he demands an answer, but ELP rudely refuses. So um, he tells Rocky tells them to watch their backs. And Rocky remembers making ELP tap out in Best of Super Juniors. He says he'll win the title uh, from them. Not just that, though. They're going to expose ELP's sneaky boot trick. Oh, excuse me. Um, not breathing enough, it seems. Uh, and then Evil and Ishii square off backstage, but Evil and Togo kind of retreat. Ishii says he's going to show how pathetic Evil is one-on-one. Uh, Suji and Tanahashi took on Yujiro and Kenta. No prizes for guessing who took the fall in this one. It was a pimp juice on Suji. Um, Tanahashi and Kenta are still kind of clashing in the promos. Yuan Okada took on Okan and Cobb. Cobb catches Okada in midair as he goes for a drop kick. So Okada's leaped up to do a drop kick um, on Okan, and Cobb catches him and hits him with a spin cycle, which is a great example of a fun spot only realistically possible in a tag match. Um, I, I, I feel like a lot of um, turnbuckle moves if they were more exclusive to tag matches, would make more sense as well. Um, kind of a missed opportunity, I think, to make tag matches more interesting, but uh, that's a story for another day. So Okada's a bit demoralized after this one. Um, Yo took the fall, tour of the islands, and Okada's just kind of feeling like he's not making enough impact. And... Um, Admits even that maybe he should be considered a young boy, which is what Cobb keeps talking about, or keeps calling him. Um, yeah, Cobb says Okada should fetch him an ice pack. And uh, Khan thinks Okada does not sound like himself. And he's pretty happy about that. 
Wada when Ibushi took on Bushi and Takagi. Um, and Wada is very brave in his interactions with Shingo, but it ends with Last of the Dragon. Wada is upset with that, but he says he will do everything he can to reach Shingo's level. Um, yeah, Shingo says he it, he recognizes that Wada gave his all, but he's like he says that he didn't stand a chance. Which brings us to the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi defending against Sonata and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, Desperado walks out first and takes a photo of him. A photo of Hiromu. Or takes a photo of Hiromu. Yeah, with it's like on his phone. On his way past the commentary table, which uh, Hiromu's sitting at. And then he joins, he joins the commentary team. Milano sits between them. Which now makes me want to switch to Japanese commentary, but I don't remember. I, I, I did watch this with Japanese commentary. I don't remember there being anything kind of that interesting about the comments they made. I think they were pretty um, professional. Um, and then Doki comes down with Zack, and he gets in Sonata's face. Then Taiji enters after Miho Abe is back as well. Um, they're all trying to get under each other's skin. But um, in terms of how the match went, there was a Holy Driver set up, but Sonata grabs Taichi and Naito. For Sonata to grab. To, oh, right, okay. Naito counters the setup with kind of a half Destino, and then Sonata keeps Taichi busy. Naito finishes Zack with a second full Destino to win the match and the belts. So the rest of LIJ come out and um, pretty standard promo from Naito. Um, Miho weeps as she sits with Taichi who hangs his head. It took him six months to take the titles from the Gorillas, and here they are losing him in his hometown. And he thinks that Zack was overcome by his hatred of Naito. Um, Naito says he appreciates Sonata for su- suggesting that they challenge together. Um, they're still standing uh, in the backstage area when Taichi and Zack come in and demand a rematch Um, Naito and Sonata just kind of stone face the challenge Naito says he doesn't understand English and plays dumb but eventually does play along they steer the conversation toward the Tokyo Dome Uh, they bicker back and forth um when it, when, because, of course, Naito's taking control of the negotiations, they turn to Sonata. Because um, they both, Taiji and Zack both kind of like Sonata, but Sonata is backing up Naito. Um, eventually, Sonata gives in and says, Yeah, all right, you can be next. Um, yeah, and that's how they sign off there. But uh, we also had the United States championship on the line over in AEW in front of a live crowd John Moxley with Eddie Kingston took on Carl Anderson who was with, uh, had Doc Gallows with him those guys are from Impact but um, yeah Kingston jumps Gallows on the outside to start things off Moxley gets going in the ring and wins with a paradigm shift which looked more like a double underhook suplex but 
the fans liked it. So Moxley's still the champ there, over in the United States. Oh my gosh, we're about to hit an hour. How much more have I got here? A fair bit. Let's fast forward. So, summer struggle continued. Um, now Eagles is on the tour and um, a part of the matches with Desperado to build that up. Um, he, uh, he mentions Ash Barty, who won in the, the Olympics, and Tai Tuivasa, who won in the UFC, as recent Aussie successes. He says if he wins, he'll do a shoey like Tai Tuivasa, which is drinking beer out of a shoe, if you're unfamiliar. Um, Tanahashi and Kenta's uh, feud continues. Um, uh, Okada's feud with uh, Jeff Cobb continues. Goto takes tour of the islands as uh, Okada's partner. <clears throat> and oh, that's Shingo is still involved in nothing matches. Although, now, at this point, now we're getting word that it's possible Ibushi won't be ready for the Tokyo Dome. So Honma was in this match against Takagi, and he's trying to like do everything he can to be considered in the uh, for the title shot, which is rather unrealistic. But um, the two main events here were Sonata versus Zack Sabre Jr. in a singles match. Um... This one ends in a double pinfall because it was, I forget exactly how they did it actually. I think um, Sonata was doing like a bridge, like maybe the Japanese leg roll clutch. And then Zach used his feet to push Sonata down as well. And so both of their shoulders were both down and Red Shoes did a double-handed count, called it a draw. And then Tetsuya Naito took on Taichi and um, Taichi wins that one with Black Mephisto. Zach comes out, picks up the microphone, rubs in the win. Taichi does the same with a Buenas noches, Osaka. And, um, yeah, they plan out that the tag titles will be defended at the Dome. On the next night in Osaka, we have, yeah, a lot more of the same. Um, Yeah, this is all like basically the same stuff as last night. They switch around the main events though. So it's Sonata versus Taichi. And um, this time Sonata, he counters the Gato clutch into the Japanese leg roll clutch and pins Taichi. So he gets, Sonata gets the win there. And then um, Zack Sabre Jr. Once again, loses to a Destino. So Naito picks up the win on this one. At the next night on the 24th in Aichi, uh, there's a surprise finish in the opener. Yosho, Eagles took on Doki, Kanemaru, and Desperado. There's a quick schoolboy roll up on Despi from Robbie. 
And he wins. There's a surprise finish there. Desperado's furious. Um, but he, Robbie's really... His, his knee's been hurt by the numero dos that occurred earlier in the match. So he has to be helped to the back. Um, but yeah, surprise win there. Then... Um, yeah, more Mega Coaches stuff. More Jeff Cobb, Okan. So, Okada stuff. But this time Okada's with Toriyano. And Yano handcuffs Khan extremely poorly under the ring. So Khan doesn't make it back in time. Um, and actually, you know what? Yano didn't make it back in time either, but the referee was just like, ah, close enough, and gave Yano the win. So leave it to Yano to earn Okada's first victory of the tour. But um, Cobb rushed Okada after the match. Um, but uh, Okada hits his dropkick on him which was probably a long time coming if I paid closer attention to these matches I, 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 from the reaction it got I would assume that Okada's not been able to hit the dropkick on Cobb during this tour yet so far um, and then Cobb is just like having a fit so he, he gets outside the ring he's throwing a tantrum he throws a chair into the ring Okada catches it he sets it down like set up um, and he stands on top of it and he does the Rainmaker pose which is the first time I've seen that in a little while I think outside of when he does it on the turnbuckle in his entrance just haven't seen that very often um, and then Cobb backstage looks like he's about to burst into tears he thinks that he might remind Okada of a certain Samoan submission res- uh, machine that he had to play second fiddle to back in a different company. Um, that's about all there. And then the singles matches at the top of this one were Ishii versus Evil. A couple of guys that have been chattier than usual in the promos. Um, this is a big match for Evil because if he were to lose this one to Ishii, who's kind of I mean, Ishii's Teflon. You know, he can lose as many matches and people still want to watch him have matches because he's so good. Uh, Evil, of course, is the younger man as well. So, I mean, if you can't beat Ishii, they're clearly not doing anything with Evil. However, unfortunately, that's not to be the case. Uh, Although before that happens, Ishii does give Evil a taste of his own medicine by beating him up outside of the barricade near the announcer's table he stuffs him kind of into the chair and behind the announcer's table and then goes back on the other side of the barricade grabs Togo and sends him into the barricade in front of the table so that sends evil toppling over the same way he constantly does to the poor um, uh, ringside assistant there the, the, the timekeeper or I don't know whoever that is that always gets knocked over at that table. Ishii does it to Evil. Um, but uh, the referee takes a bump when Evil reverses a brain buster. Yujiro comes in with the cane. Ishii avoids that, but the distraction is enough for Evil to hit a low blow. So then Yujiro does... Oh, he hits Pimp Juice. And then as the referee wakes up, Evil hits his STO. Everything is Evil and wins. And then he goes backstage and brags about his one-on-one victory. 
that included at least two other people. Uh, and then Hiroshi Tanahashi is to take on Kenta in the main event, but the first man out is Katsuyori Shibata to join the commentary team. They didn't play his music, but um, I, I can I get it. It would have been a waste because they're not allowed to pop for it. So why would you, you know, why would you use it when you're not going to get a crowd reaction? Um, Kenta, of course, has a history with. Shibata, he gets in his face. Um, but, uh, yeah, Kenta kind of does his usual tricks. He um, he drags the referee in front of himself to save both save himself and knock the referee down. So then he low blows Tanahashi without consequence. Uh, or so it seemed he would. He went outside to grab his old briefcase. He hits Tanahashi over the head with it, but Shibata doesn't want to see any more of that so he slides into the ring to stop it happening he kicks Kenta in the head and he kicks the briefcase out of the ring he revives Uno he asks Tanahashi if he's okay and then goes back to his post on commentary uh, and then from there Tanahashi maintains control of the match wins with a high fly flow uh, first to a standing Kenta and then the second with Kenta's back to the mat and the pinfall so Tanahashi Signs off with his air guitar routine, and um, he's taking his time. He's kind of cut like a longer promo. He gets all the way to the point where you think he's going to say, Aishimas, but then he pauses and says he wants to make a request. If Ibushi can't make it tomorrow, then he is ready to take his place. And backstage, he points out that there may be others more deserving of a title shot, but how many of those wrestlers don't have matches tomorrow? He also points out that um, this is a, it's a time to help each other and this is his time to step up and help uh, in this situation. He's uh, 62 days into his 100-day fitness plan, but he says he'll be completely ready for the match uh, if he's given it. And um, that was the next night. Wrestle Grand Slam in the Tokyo Dome. Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton live on commentary. Mostly floor seating, but there are some people in the stands as well. The attendance was capped when the tickets went on sale. Um, shortly thereafter, the government, the Japanese government, um, said that there would only be, um, you know, a certain amount of people allowed in. I think it was five thousand, but um, or however many tickets had already been sold. So it might be more than five thousand there. It looked like a decent turnout, but you know, it's a big. It's a big stadium to, especially with wrestling, you know, it's not like, yeah, well, there's, there's so much space for floor seating. So anyway, the show opened up. The uh, pre-show was a King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy rumble or Rambo. Um, number one in was Chase Owens, still the Texas champ. He, there's, there's handcuffs on the ropes around the ring. Um, Great Khan's number two, who was the latest victim of the handcuffs in New Japan. So he's here for revenge on Yano. Um, and you know how it works. It's a rumble, so every now and then someone new comes in. Honma's next. Makabe's after him. Doki comes in. Um, and the first elimination is Chase and Khan at that point, combining to eliminate Makabe. And then... Uh, 
Tiger Mask is in next. Doki uses the Doki Choki to handcuff Homer to the ropes, which counts as an elimination, which is so ridiculous. This match sucked. Kanemaru comes in, Suzuki comes in, Sho comes in, Yo comes in, because they always do that with tag teams. Um, Nagata comes in and goes straight for Suzuki. Kojima comes in, and uh, Yo and Sho eliminate Suzuki with a double super kick at this point. And then, once again, all in order. Tenzan then comes in. At this point, Kanemaru and Yo are tussling on the apron. Sho tries to help. But um, Khan just pushes them all out for a triple elimination by Khan. And then he goes toe-to-toe with Tenzan with some Mongolian chops. Bushi comes in. Um, Khan ducks a Kojima lariat, which accidentally then he hits uh, Tenzan and eliminates Tenzan. Kojima. Wato comes out. Uh, just as Kojima is being eliminated by Khan Togo comes out to Evil's music Um, Bushi and Tiger Mask get handcuffed to the barricade and so they're eliminated obviously they got out there under the bottom rope but um, or under the top rope but um, yeah they got handcuffed to the barricade so that eliminates them Uh, and then Khan eliminates Wado and Doki with a double eliminator and a double pin so that was pretty cool he's dominating this match and then Ishii runs out he goes straight after Togo Yujiro comes out and Ishii has caught Togo he's trying to handcuff him to the barricade but Yujiro makes the save Uh, all the Bullet Club guys gang up on Ishii in the ring so Yoshihashi comes out oh excuse me sorry Um, that's how I felt during this match though Yoshihashi comes out um, he takes his time coming out, but he eventually makes a save for Ishii. And then Godo's next. So this can't be a random draw. Jeez. Ishii takes out Togo. Uh, or he takes him out beyond the audience. Just takes him way out. Kenta's number 21. He tricks Godo with a low bridge and out Godo goes. Jeez, they trick Godo like trash, don't they? And then 22, the last entrant, is the champion, Toriyano. Um... Khan handcuffs Nagata on the outside after they were battling out there for ages. So he's eliminated. Then Yano runs up behind him and hits Khan with a chair, quickly handcuffs him and eliminates the most dangerous match, sorry, dangerous man in the match right away. So that's when Yano was just first coming out. <clears throat> um, Yoshihashi makes quick work of Kenta, handcuffing him to the corner, but then Yujiro handcuffs Yoshi right back. Then Nagata and Khan are handcuffed within reach of each other, so they're kind of trying to fight um, whilst not being able to move very far. Yano sends Yujiro flying with a low bridge, which just leaves himself, the final entrant, and Chase Owens, the first entrant. The ref takes a bump. Yujiro uses the cane on Yano. Chase throws powder in Yano's eyes, and then Owens finishes the champion with a package pile driver, Pins him in the middle to win the Rambo and the King of Pro Wrestling Trophy, which means nothing and is dumb, and this match was dumb. They continue their assault on Yano after the match, but there you go. you got a new King of Pro Wrestling champion holder, <clears throat> trophy holder, whatever. And then on the main show, 
it's an, it is announced officially that Tanahashi is replacing Kota Ibushi due to his respiratory issues. Uh, and then Hiromu comes out, and in better news, he says he's ready to come back, and he wants to face the winner of the match between Eagles and Desperado. Um, oh, backstage, if it made any difference, Chase calls himself the Iron Man after his match, but yeah, who cares? Okay. Um, the tag, the junior tag matches first, though. So that's Rocky Romero and Ryusuke Taguchi versus ELP, El Fantasmo, and Taiji Ishimori in their first defense. And I didn't like this match because they're all really goofy. I mean, they're all goofy in their own ways, but like there's, you know, the ass attacks of Taguchi and there's the just kind of dancing around and all the back rakes um Rocky and Taguchi pull out a black hole va- uh, vacation which is uh an old move Taguchi used to use with Prince Devitt and that you, you nearly keeps Ishimori down but his foot finds the bottom rope and then uh Phantasmo takes to the skies with an impressive moonsault to the outside but on his landing, he, he lands on his feet. He hurts the sudden death foot. So whatever's in there has kind of caused him some pain. Um, but he still pulls off the UFO with Ishimori's flying knee assisting the move on Taguchi. And then Rocky needs to break up the pin, but he's caught with a sudden death kick. Taguchi catches the kick when it comes his way, and he swings it into Taiji, which, which takes him out. Um, Taguchi tries a couple of pins before grabbing the ankle, but instead of going for the ankle lock, he starts undoing the boot. ELP makes it to the ropes, but the boot comes off, and Taguchi seems to have found something. He tries to show the ref, but Ishimori barges in and takes it, and that distraction allows ELP to get away with a low blow on Taguchi, and then a CR2, so ELP and Ishimori keep the tag titles via pinfall, as well as their secret weapon. But uh, backstage, reveal uh, Taguchi reveals that inside ELP's shoe, <laughs> inside his shoe, it just said, Taguchi, fuck you. It was just written in there. But he still said it, it seemed pretty heavy, so there still might have been something in there that he couldn't see. And um, that fires Rocky up. He hates uh, these guys. Um, but even that seems a bit tongue-in-cheek, like it's all a bit goofy. And goofiness in the opener is fine. It's just, there shouldn't be titles on the line for a match like this. You know? It just, um... It just doesn't fit. It just doesn't make the junior tag belt seem like a, a prize worth winning. Um, but anyway, Rocky goes on to say that he will go back to the US to continue his journey there, and he's, he asks Taguchi if he wants to come. You know, reform the mega coaches and uh, win some matches on strong and they can go to Impact, they can go to AEW and Taguchi seemed kind of passive about that idea but um, then the champions come in and they since they missed out last time they bring their own uh, Esky of Zemas or Cooler I don't know what other people in other places would call it I think Esky is a an Australian term Chilibun, if you're from New Zealand. Chilibun, Chilibun, Chilibun. 
chili bin. Um, but you know what I mean? A uh, box that keeps things cold. They've got Zemas in it. Ishimura admits that they, the, the opponents did bring more than just butt attacks tonight, but it still wasn't enough. And they cheers their Zemas. ELP says, oh, I haven't had a drink in a whole day. I remember, um, who was it? We haven't seen him in a while. Uh, um, oh, but, um, what's his damn name? For the United Empire. Oh, I forget his name. The Kiwi guy. I remember him saying he hadn't had a drink in whatever it was, 60 days or something. And he just absolutely... He just poured the drink into his face. That was pretty funny. I don't know if ELP was playing off of that, but the next match was for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Robbie Eagle, Robbie Eagles taking on El Desperado in Desperado's third defense, and um, Despi goes straight for the bad knee uh, of Robbie, but. Um, he desperately screams in pain when the Ron Miller special is applied back the other way, which uh, goes some way to evening the score on uh, that front. But um, they won't let up the attacks to the legs. Best displayed with leg kicks back and forth as they both hobble around. Numero Dos goes back on, but Eagles reverses into a pin, and then a Ron Miller special is reversed straight into a pin. And they both go down, just clutching at their legs. Eagles goes for the... Uh, so Despi goes for the straight right punch, but Eagles gets there first with a head kick and then follows that with a pinpoint thrust kick to the face. And then the turbo backpack for two. And then he climbs the turnbuckle, hits the 450 on Desperado's leg, reapplies the Ron Miller special, and after several readjustments, Despi still cannot escape and is finally forced to tap out. Robbie Eagles is the new junior heavyweight champion. He's the first ever Australian IWGP champion. Um, I can... I, I mean, I should be happy with that, right? He's Australian. Yay, that's a win for me. I never really think much of Eagles. To I mean, he's good. He's not a good promo at all. So I, I hear that New Japan are really high on him. Um, but even still, this is a bit out of nowhere. So it might just be kind of a right place, right time scenario for Eagles because they didn't want to do Hiromu Desperado yet. So he's just going to, you know, I mean, maybe he, um, maybe Hiromu, I mean, Hiromu will get the next shot. So maybe Hiromu takes the title and then they do Hiromu Despi again for the, the title. Um, but, you know, they do it down the track. Don't know, but... Um, the other option I thought of was perhaps if Eagles were to join the United Empire, since if they want to be represented across all the divisions, they would need a, a junior. So um, he fits in in terms of being a part of the Commonwealth, I suppose, from Australia. And his promos are terrible anyway, so they may as well be terrible for a heel purpose, I, su I guess, you know. Um, but backstage in the promos, Despi heartbreakingly admits he should have used or he should be used to losing title matches by now but he's not done 
And then uh, Yoshihashi, Sho, Yo, and Goto, they welcome their new Chaos Champion back with Zemas back backstage. And um, Robbie tries to explain that he's going to do a Shui, but none of them get it. They all look really confused, especially when he actually does it. They're like, oh God, why is he doing that? And one of them just says, that's how they do it in Australia, which is which was probably said in disgust. They were all like, didn't know why he would do that. <laughs> um, and Eagle says that he didn't expect them to be back there. They leave him to it. They, they're like, okay, cool. Thanks for the shoey, I guess. Thanks for doing that in front of us. Um, but they've celebrated enough, so they leave him to his promo. He says he didn't expect them to be back there, but... That allows him to know that he's in the right group. Um, he talks about losing his dad after returning from Japan last time. Just a few days later, his dad died. So he dedicates this win to his dad. Um, and, okay, this is definitely going to come off badly. But even in doing that, he didn't really show any emotion or any kind of interesting personality. He's talking about his father dying and dedicating this match to him and even still it's just kind of the same tone and he's he's, like these they still don't get anything from it from the promo um i maybe it's because i know guys like this maybe this dork is too close to home for me literally like i just i I interact with people like Robbie Eagles on a daily basis. Like his accent isn't a novelty to me. His um, chipper demeanor is not a novelty to me. His kind of stupid punk look is not a novelty to me. Um, he's just bland. I don't know. I just, I mean, good on him. I'm, I don't hate him or anything. I just, I'm just indifferent toward him. Apart from the fact that he's Australian, it's cool to have an Australian representative in the company that I'm watching. But um, he goes on to say that he knows Hiromu's next. He can face him at any time. Um, and he thinks he's been through a lot more than Hiromu. So uh, that will lend him to being successful in that match, I suppose he believes. The only non-title match on the main card here was Okada versus Jeff Cobb. And uh, I guess what Cobb wants to show Okada is that anything he can do, Cobb can do better. So um, he does, he, he gets up really well for a dropkick on the top turnbuckle, um, knocking Okada off the top turnbuckle, tumbling to the outside. Of course, a move that Okada uses, but Okada gets him back with that later. Um, and then Cobb catches Okada vaulting over the top rope to the outside and then suplexes him down on the outside, which can't be any good for his sore back. But Cobb's, uh, he goes looking for the tour. He strings together some more attacks. Okada's kind of in a point where he needs to do something. So he hits the drop kick, followed by a, a short lariat, not quite a rainmaker, but he hits a couple of those. It would usually set up at least a rainmaker, but and he does go for it, but Cobb ducks. They do the compulsory fighting spirit kind of back and forth stuff. 
Uh, Cobb goes for another tour of the islands. Once again, it's avoided. Cobb once again ducks a rainmaker. Okada lifts Cobb like he's going for his reverse neckbreaker, but then instead he just drops straight down on top of him, cradles the legs, kind of in a, it's like a sunset flip position, and he scores the pinfall just like that, which is a movie used against um, Jericho and Suzuki in previous matches, according to Charlton. And Cobb's mystified as to how he was bested here, and he, he actually sells the embarrassment of losing quite well. It was subtle. Um, Khan's a lot more animated. He was at ringside, and he's obviously unhappy with that result. Cobb points out his 0-2 record at the Tokyo Dome. Over and over, he keeps saying 0-2, He says he's on his way home to America tomorrow, so he's going to have to rethink his strategy. Uh, But it's not over with Okada. And Okada should be praying that he's not on the same block as Cobb in the G1. And he still talks like Okada's a young boy, um, saying, oh yeah, I think there might be good things for Okada in his future, um, which A, goes against what he just said about the G1, and B, like, clearly hasn't learned his lesson. He's just lost to this guy, and he still thinks he's a young boy. But um, Okada's happy with the win. He said he'd, he didn't describe the win as an Okada way of winning, or the finish, that is, but um, he's still, you know, happy to have gotten the result. He says he's done with Cobb, considers what's next. He's heard his name in the tag title scene. Don't know who mentioned him there. And then he's kind of wondered if he should go for the King of Pro Wrestling trophy now that Yano's lost. Both such uninteresting options. But he says whatever way it goes, don't get used to seeing him without a belt. Which makes it funny that he would consider King of Pro Wrestling at all, considering that it doesn't come with a belt. But... Oh, geez. Let's wrap this up. Tag team title match. Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi get their rematch with Sonata and Naito. Um, Zack's also got his knee to worry about. His knee's taped up, um, but it's used as a target and is attacked rather mercilessly by the new champions. Um, Zack and Sonata get into the same double pin position as their singles match, but this time they think better of staying in it. There's a spirited comeback from Zack, which nearly leads to a Zack Mephisto, but Sonata's quick to save Naito. And then a leg scissors cross knee lock from Naito has Zack in tremendous pain, but he manages to find the ropes just shy of the 30-minute mark. The roles are reversed with a triangle on Naito, while Taichi has Sonata occupied, and then Sonata breaks free, hits a moonsault on Zack to break that hold, and then Taichi... Hits him with Black Mephisto. Um, Naito hits a Destino on Taichi before going back to Zack. Zack counters a Destino into a Zack driver, but he can't make the pin. So everyone is, uh, at this point, just staying in the ring, attacking each other. The referee doesn't care. But um, it ends in Zack dropping out of a Destino, switching to the Euro Clutch, uh, just as it seems these four were getting along a little bit. Yoshi and Goto enter to make a challenge. Sorry, I glazed over that. That was the finish, Euro Clutch. Zack over Naito, they win the titles back. And um, yeah, they're all standing in the ring. Um, and it did seem a bit like, I mean, they were, they were talking about a rematch, but there was they did seem to kind of get along. Um, Zack and Taichi were really happy about the victory. They were hugging each other and celebrating. 
Um, but before too much can happen, Yoshi and Goto enter. Um, it's actually pretty awkward because none of the people in the ring like are interested at all in hearing him out and they all just leave. And um, I feel bad for them. <laughs> I feel bad for Yoshi and Goto. Completely disrespected. Um, but anyway, yeah, backstage they're celebrating. Taichi says he wants to have a drink, but he drove here. And um, it turns into a bit of a PSA of sorts. He's very much against drink driving, which is good. Zack admits Naito was a big star and he did raise the profile of the titles, uh, if only for the two weeks that it lasted. Um, or, you know, even though it was only two weeks that their reign lasted. And uh, yeah, Taichi thanks their opponents, but they, the champions, are the toughest in the world. The toughest team. And now Goto and Yoshi walk in again because they were ignored, and they're like, hey, we're next in line, we want to make this um, uh, challenge. Uh, Each of them individually state their case, respectfully, mind you, and Taichi laughs at both of them, at each of them. For stuttering, both of them stuttered a little bit when they talked, I guess, and Taichi just points it out. <laughs> it's just such a dickhead. Um, and Taichi begins negotiating. He says they can have their shot if they put their six-man titles on the line first. But then Naito and Sonata walk in, and they've got a Zach, um, a gift for Zach because it was his birthday yesterday. And Naito apologizes for the trouble that he's caused him. He's trying to be nice to Zack now. He speaks to Zack in Spanish. It's quite impressive that Zack has a decent understanding of both Spanish and Japanese. Um, and, but yeah, Naito and Sonata make a compelling argument to Zack <clears throat> to um, once again rematch. But Goto and Yoshi are still standing there and they want an answer to their request. So at this time... Taiji drives the conversation. Zach's already kind of accepted the rematch. So Taiji talks to Yoshi and Goto and um, kind of says that, well, you know, Goto did beat me in the New Japan Cup and I do want revenge for that. So, um, yeah, so he's kind of referring mostly to Goto. Yoshi every now and then will kind of pipe up with something and Taiji just continues to belittle him with hilarious comebacks. But um, there you go. There's there's three, or there's two challenges for those titles there. Um, unknown at that stage, how exactly that would work out. Um, that brings us to the main event, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shingo Takagi. Shingo's first defense, uh, possibly the last Tokyo Dome main event for Tanahashi is a good port call out. Shingo has a cool new dragon mask. Um, Tanahashi doesn't look like he's moving too well, to be honest. But he still hits the obligatory high fly flow to the outside. Then Shingo has to survive a cloverleaf, but he hits made in Japan and a pumping bomber, both for two counts. He attempts last of the dragon, but Tanahashi fights out of it and they start trading shots. Shingo goes for it again, and this time Tanahashi counters last of the dragon into a sling blade. And he hits a straight jacket German for two, and then another sling blade, another two count. Tanahashi goes to the top, lands on Takagi with a high fly flow, but then Shingo grabs his ankle rather than let him go back up for another, making Tanahashi beat him back down and hit a Kamagoye. 
So then Tanashi goes back up for the high fly flow and he lands it, but then Shingo kicks out, which uh, gets a big reaction from the fans at the 30 minute mark. Tanashi goes, um, tries to lift Shingo, but um, yeah, Shingo just springs to life. He hits the last of the dragon, but he used all the energy he had to hit it and he can't follow up with a pin. So they they both rise up with forearms back and forth. Finally, um, it's a, a headbutt from Tanahashi that knocks Takagi down. And then Shingo rolls through one dragon suplex, but um, Tanahashi hits it again and he has to kick out of a pin for the next one. Tanashi goes back up for the high fly flow, but Shingo meets him at the corner, and now they're headbutting each other. And Shingo lands a really stiff one to end it. Um, and then he lifts Tanashi on his shoulders and lands a Death Valley driver from the top, which just looked complete, just so brutal. Um, he makes the cover, and somehow Tanahashi kicked out of that one. That could have easily been the finish. It was a really rough landing. Um, but it seems that's taken everything out of Tanahashi now because Shingo picks him up, hits last of the dragon once again. This time, the pin is right behind it and Shingo Takagi retains the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. He picks up the mic, he says Tanahashi's amazing and they will fight again because now they're one and one. He says he can't lose until he faces Ibushi. He's got some generic words about the Olympics and the pandemic and the fans, and being the best. But then he drops the, the mic and the, the lights go out. And once again, it's Evil and Togo. They appear on screen with a pre-recorded message. They say it doesn't matter who won. The value of the title is, target, is tarnished, and Evil is next. And then when the video is over, the lights come back on, and Evil's standing behind Takagi. He hits him with the STO. Togo gives Evil the belt, he puts his foot on, Evil puts his foot on Shingo and raises the belt above his head, issuing the challenge. <clears throat> and backstage, Tanahashi's very emotional about his loss. He says Shingo was strong, but he, um, and he had a different confidence to him than last time they faced each other. But uh, he says this will motivate him for the second half of the year. He says we can count on him. And then Evil comes in, he says Shingo can run, but as long as he leaves the title behind. <laughs> and then Shingo adds that uh, he's understandably displeased with evil, of course, but he's happy to accept the challenge. Uh, he needs to be helped out of the press area. The next day, they um, held a press conference and Sugabayashi announced the farewell matches for Yoda Suji and Yuya Uemura. My goodness, how long those have been coming. It doesn't confirm where they're going yet, but they are going somewhere. There's a trios match um, set. Dangerous Techers will be recruiting Suzuki as their third to take on Yoshi Goto and Ishii. And then there's a, a junior tag league that's going to be happening, comprising of six teams. The MetLife Dome in Saitama will host another Grand Slam, uh, Wrestle Grand Slam. That'll be on the 5th of September. And that's where the Eagles Hiromu match will be and a three-way match for the aforementioned tag challenges. Um, Yoshi, Goto, Sonata, Naito, 
and of course the champions Zack and Tai Chi. Um, I don't know why they felt the need to have a three-way match there. Either do the rematch, or if Yoshi and in, like there's nothing really storyline-wise to suggest why both of those people need both of those challenges need to be in the same match. But whatever, they're trying to mix it up, I guess, or just extend the Naito and Sonata tag team run and feud which is a good feud between them mind you but um yeah all right so they plug it in yoshi and goto and then uh yeah the evil challenge for the world title will also happen against shingo of course uh at that september 5th event and shingo comes in and he speaks about having been proud to uh, for his two championship victories, they've been over Okada and Tanahashi, who've, you know, really been the um, the biggest names in the company, the the aces of the company over the last uh, well over a decade now. So he's he's very proud of that, and he points out that Evil damaged the belt somehow. There's some damage on the belt somewhere, and he says he's going to make Evil uh He's going to beat him, and then he's going to make him pay for the damage to the belt. Um, so there you go. And that's it. Wrestle Grand Slam. Um, there's been a few matches since then, but I haven't watched them. And like I said, uh, well, I said it last night, I think, on my stream. But um, yeah, I am going to take a break. I, I'll just watch the big matches, I think, and then uh, I'll catch up everything similar to this, um, perhaps after that September 5 show. So that's a month away. But, um, yeah, I think I'll just focus on the older stuff moving forward. Uh, apart from Strong, I might catch up on Strong as well, but we'll see how it goes. That's well and truly enough for this one. So thank you for listening. Until next time, have a good one.